0: Hello and welcome to Enough Wicker, a podcast where we say, where's mine, as we discuss the greatest television show of all time, The Golden Girls. I'm Lauren. And I'm Sarah. I tried to deliver that in the style of the cow. (laughs) Um, (laughs) And today we're tackling the 105th episode in the series, The Accurate Conception. It's
1: so great. I can't tell if I really like the way that Rose says it to describe the cow or the way that Dorothy replies. And I think, I think the Dorothy one is definitely in my head more, but my God, so funny. Where's Where's mine. mine?
0: (laughs) It's a classic.
1: I know. So what do you think of this
0: episode? I really like it. And I think that, um, recently on Twitter, there was, um, a thread about like people's least favorite episodes, and this one came up and I just, I think people don't like um, Blanche Delivers. So maybe this gets like a false. Yeah. It gets um, yeah. But I think this one is so funny.
1: Yeah, I do too. I love this one. I kind of like it. I mean, I actually don't mind Blanche Delivers either, just because I think there are so many fucking funny lines. Um, and it's like, you know, I'm I don't know, television sitcom, especially in the 80s and 90s, representation of pregnancy and birth is not like the best, but right. but I think like <laughs> this, you know, what's really funny is like this is they're they're just having a good time with like the concept of just conception, obviously, but just sperm in general. <laughs>
0: it's like under the sperm so, floor. <laughs>
1: <laughs> the um the The actual like uh, the you know the the Bible Jim Colucci's Bible basically said that like after taping the producers had said this episode had the biggest laugh spread, which is basically like their amount of time that they had like filmed spent on laughter that they they've ever had before. Yeah, <laughs> so that's I mean kind it's of really
0: fucking funny. Like a yeah. sperm bank, a woman who refuses to go to the doctor. Like what else? What else do you want in a sitcom <laughs> episode?
1: <It's great. laughs> But, uh, but yeah, I love, I love the, um, I love how they intersperse that, that bee story with Sophia and Dorothy with like it being like a reward for going to the sperm bank. That'd
0: (laughs) be a great sperm bank.
1: (laughs) Yeah. Right. But honestly, that, that bee story is great because I mean, that's a very real, um, thing that people have to deal with, uh, especially when, you know, the classic, uh, you know, scenario that we always see with Dorothy, which is like parenting your parent, um, but like a lot of people, you know, elderly people especially, but um, just a lot of people in general, just kind of refuse to go to the doctor. <laughs> so, yeah. You know, oh, you didn't hear about Doctor Siegel? He'll what? I'm not going. Like it's just, <laughs> it's it's well done. It's like they didn't have to, um, they didn't have to do much with it for for it to land as both very funny, but also sort of like a true to life situation
0: yeah totally i love um i love seeing so much when dorothy's trying to get her to go to the doctor and sophia's only response is to like shake her head she's like you need a checkup i know <laughs> <laughs> oh boy a chocolate egg cream
1: it doesn't translate over a uh, podcast but i you know but understand. you all know what i'm talking about <laughs> yeah
0: <laughs> you all saw it
1: <laughs> oh but also like you know sophia's excuse of like you know um what happened to the other guy just like he owed money to a guy named face (laughs) (laughs) i love that scene so much because i love anytime obviously they talk about the mafia or the mob or whatnot but uh it's just a guy literally named face is amazing
0: yeah it feels very um that feels very verifiable you know
1: (laughs) (laughs) exactly exactly and speaking of faces with the whole like chocolate egg cream line Sophia, you know, Estelle Getty does such an amazing job of, you know, representing that, like, she fell for the gag for like a second. And then her face, you see, you see, like, the gears turning. Um, where she, quote unquote, smells a pony ride <laughs> after their conversation. But you see the gears turning and then she delivers the nice try Dorothy line. I mean, it's, it's really, again, I think we talked about this a few episodes back where it was like talking about acting as a bad actor, like acting as an actor. And it's really difficult to pull off, even though it almost like sounds like it would be simple. I think this is the same thing of like showing how something lands one way and then putting the thought process to it and then showing how it lands another way like that's it's pretty impressive and it all happens within a span of like three seconds
0: yeah yeah and it's so like it's so fun to watch Dorothy like also have the moment of believing she tricked her you know (laughs) yes Um, exactly the other side of it very short-lived so speaking of mothers and daughters though so we have a totally (laughs) different Rebecca here um totally no explanation totally great it's fine blanche is loving their their reunion i guess and i
1: yeah she lost a ton of weight things can be happy
0: again hallelujah (laughs) um but but i think it's actually like cute to see blanche sort of like joking with her daughter about like you know vanity and age and stuff when they're they're out back and blanche is like sort of talking to the other girls about how nice it is for them and like you know it's it's obviously pretty short-lived but It is sweet, I think, to see Blanche genuinely excited about spending time with Rebecca, especially because, like, we don't, I guess we don't know this yet, but her relationship with Janet is so sort of tumultuous that um, even though the Becky relationship is about to get that way as well, like, this is the real, the only real mother-daughter type of, like, um camaraderie we ever get to see from Blanche is with Becky. So um right. it's nice In to person. see it again. Yeah.
1: Well we do actually know um, you know, about Janet just because of David, you know, way back, way back. Oh right. I mean, yeah, yeah. That whole that, thing. Um, that was kind of like tumultuous of like you know, Blanche sort of standing up for her daughter. And she's like, I have, you know, he's my chance to like make up for the things I fucked up with Janet, you know, all of right,
0: that right, stuff. Right. But, the Yankee, but
1: yeah, we haven't revisited that in a long time. And you're right. This is like the first time we actually get to see her. But what's really funny is that, you know, again, it's short lived and we're going to dive right back into basically the same root of the issues that we had the last time Becky was here, you know, of just like Blanche trying to control her life and saying that she should be just like what Blanche thinks the world should be
0: what does she
1: think she's the supreme court (laughs) yeah oh my god jesus christ we can't go that direction only because i'm just fucking tired you guys Um, we have to
0: laugh or we'll just
1: cry (laughs) i know for real for real so but like what's so you know she immediately likes wait until i'm dead wait until all my friends are dead too um and then of course, like the, the grope around me in the in the dark for my slippers and robe, make my way all down the way downstairs and scream for the governess. I mean, just like perfect Blanche Devereaux lines amazing.
0: Yeah, exactly how I picture her as a mother. And um, when she says like wait till I'm dead, you know, and wait till my friends yeah. are dead, um it uh well first I want to talk about how Becky like announces it when she's like, I'm getting impregnated on Monday. <laughs> like Yeah, exactly. Okay, I guess cut to the chase, but an interesting choice of words I think um exactly uh but so when Blanche talks about waiting till she's dead and like waiting till her friends are dead it actually kind of reminds me um on sort of a real life scale about how I feel a lot of like queer people treat their grandparents or like treat the oh, um yeah. the challenge of coming out coming to their out parents yeah like- it's like Like, I think that it's a, it's a, you know, coming out is a really hard thing to do to your family um, for most people, I would say, um, even if they're supportive, but coming out to your grandparents, I think a lot of queer people like wait, if it's worth it to have the conversation or Mm -hmm. if they should truly just like wait till they're dead. And that's such a, sounds so like cold, I think to say it that way, but it's such an awkward conversation, especially if somebody's older and you're not like, I don't know what kind of ideas they have or whatever it is. And like you internalize the way that you think they're going to feel. I feel like that concept of like, it's better for them. And it's also better for me to just wait till they're dead is like, that's the only time I guess I've heard that applied in real life is with like gay people and like dealing with like their grandparents. And sometimes I feel like you get that exact instruction, like from your, like your parents. Parents. Um, So it's really interesting. And I feel like it's, it's a commentary a little bit on like how we see old people.
1: It is, but I think like, you know, rightfully so in a lot of cases, because of like, you're weighing a person in that position is more so weighing the reaction that they're going to have to get and the relationship. They're going to have to break with this person if they are expecting a Blanche Devereaux reaction, right? <laughs> because right. That's like yeah. the <laughs> relationship maintenance, it's work, right? But it's extra work. And to your point, it's never, you know, like there's there's a lot of emotion coming around, you know, having to come out in general. And then when you're expecting such a harsh reaction from a grandparent, I think I think you're right that it is commentary on like how we think of old people, because we're also like, well, you don't have that much time left and I can live with it, like which is kind of messed up. But it's also. (laughs) Yeah. It also is like this very American idea of just you're sort of set in your ways and you become more conservative with age and kids just don't understand and like, oh, he's from a different time. Like we use that excuse all the time. And honestly, I've known a hell of a lot of old people that have been incredibly flexible with their viewpoints. And I think it's really, it's a personal choice and it's a personality to be able to adapt to something that you don't understand <laughs> when especially when a loved one such as a grandchild is telling you so I think I think it's really interesting because again it's not. I'm not saying it's not hard I actually think one of the best lines and one of the most truthful lines that Blanche Devereaux ever says about parenting or anything is in this episode where she says it's not easy being the mother of a child with her own free will like oh. it's It's yeah, that's the thing. It's like it's meant to be funny, but holy shit! Like, does that not encapsulate parenting? Oh my god! Like, that's the whole idea. It's like you're, you know, I have a two-year-old, and I that resonates. (laughs) As opposed to good luck, a full adult. (laughs) But yeah, exactly. (laughs) This ain't gonna be a cakewalk. Um, but you know what I mean. It's like it's it's really like you your kids have to make their own choices and your grandkids make their own choices, people that you love and their in your life, make their own choices. And it's really all you can control is your reaction to them. And it's a real sad commentary. If somebody is sort of pulling their punches, so to speak, or like vetting themselves um, or filtering themselves for, for what they expect you to react instead of being like, you know, this might be hard, but I think will eventually come to an understanding. And I got to hand it to Becky here in this episode because she really, the whole time, throughout the entire episode, and especially when she starts with, I'm getting impregnated.
0: Is On Monday. She <laughs> never
1: backs down. She's never apologetic about the decision she's making. Um, you know, she does have some lines of like, I probably, you know, shouldn't have even told you or shouldn't have come here. I, re- I regret this. But she's not ever regretting her decision. She's not ever letting Blanche kind of get to her in that way to make her second guess what she needs to do for herself
0: yeah and I think like okay let's assume that this is the same Becky if she had that (laughs) that's all we can do right (laughs) right so if she had this like terrible terrible guy maybe she's like off romantic partnerships right now Uh, fuck yeah
1: seriously or forever
0: I mean, come I on. Yeah, possibly
1: we wrote, we voted him the second worst guy. And that's only because we didn't see him being physically abusive.
0: Yeah, he sucks. And so like, if she decides that she wants to have a baby, like, you know, she talks about the biological clock. It's not an infinite thing for women. If you want to, um, you know, like if you want to conceive and give birth. Yeah. So why? And so, right. And so like, that's why, you know, I'm usually a very um, strong empathetic force for Blanche I think I I especially try to like see her side with family stuff and I often can but here (laughs) to me it's like none of your business at all she doesn't need to do one find a man to have a baby if she's not even interested in one like she can just skip to two that's modern science you know and (laughs) so like I think that's where Blanche really loses me the whole time and I agree like I think it's super important that Becky stands up for herself and like, isn't interested in changing her plans at all, but she wants Blanche to be a part of it. And that's Blanche's call.
1: Totally. Yeah. Yeah. It's like, it's kind of this amazing invitation that they've grown so close. She wants her to be part of the process and everything. And, and, and Blanche just can't get there. (laughs) You know, it's really, It again, Becky's doing everything right. And I think, I think your point about like, yeah, maybe she doesn't want a man. Like you're like, hello, Blanche, you got amnesia? What the fuck do we just go through? That was a really, really tough time. It's kind of incredible how Becky has bounced back from that. Exactly. Even for her self-esteem, you know, to do something for herself.
0: Totally. And that's also like, that's the other thing. I think if Blanche had a, had a hang up about Becky having a kid, because like, she thought Becky wasn't ready or she like, I don't know, there was something about Becky becoming a parent that Blanche had an actual concern about, fine. But you don't like the way she's doing it, none of your business. And actually that's a great, we should talk about the free sperm.
1: (laughs) Oh yes, absolutely. But actually, can I just comment on something that you just said, which is like the reason. We find out way like later, we find out when they actually go to the sperm bank where she says, like, how would you like to have a test tube for a son-in-law? And you're like, oh, okay. (laughs) All right. Like that, that to me at least sums it up where you're like, okay, this is the actual concern. Right. And she does talk about like you know, the right man could be just around the corner, like that kind of thing. But it's about her embarrassment of like the single parenting end and like the decision to be a single parent like this. But the thing is, like, you know, it's it's the same scenario for women everywhere including today where it's like you can't do anything right if you if you got you know married you probably get married to jeremy he's the wrong guy okay if you accidentally got knocked up while you got fucked up like you shouldn't have done that you know so like you're a single mother not by choice now now she's a single mother by choice it's also the wrong decision you're like what the fuck do you want me to do yeah like, i think that that's something that a lot of non-women like really don't understand i you know a lot a lot of like Cis straight men um, who are rattling off all sorts of shit about abortion and baby formula and what have you. They have no fucking clue what they're talking about. And it's really just incredible commentary about like again, in the country. Just, <laughs> yeah. But I mean, like, it's incredible commentary about just like what we think of women and incredible again it bolsters how I feel about Becky's decision-making process because like so much is stacked against her in this choice, not the least of which her own mother. And she's still like, fuck you, I'm doing it.
0: Yeah. Power to Becky, man. Okay. Um, but now so let's I talk ask about, you about sperm. <laughs> <laughs> well, if, give ugh. the listeners what they want. <laughs> That's what you come here for. Yeah. Um, so I want to ask you about, so obviously Rose's reaction to artificial insemination is, very rose um yes. but what do you think about dorothy's the free modern thinker who keeps up with keeps the times, up with the times. <laughs> i think it's really
1: well lauren a lesbian wants to ask
0: about, <laughs>
1: ask about sperm
0: that is my um, official response to all sperm matters by the way but moving absolute... on <laughs>
1: All sperm matters. Sperm oh, really increase. official like we're yeah like we're reporting on it. Um my reaction to you know both Rose and Dorothy is obviously it's funny, right? It's funny that it's a, gr- a kind of a gross out reaction at first. But like if you really scratch a little bit below the surface here and think about it, it's like it's not that the natural way of conceiving is any less sticky. <laughs> Ugh,
0: wow, you're right. I mean, that's true. It's actually I feel like it would be more, it's more so, it's
1: Correct. More so right? <laughs> like, I mean, let me just, I just want to put it out there. You know, I don't know a lot about the turkey baster method, etc. But, like, I mean, come on, like the clinical application of such versus like, you know, do, doing it all natural or whatnot. It's like, it's still gross, man. <laughs> yeah. it's just like, what are you, what part of what part of the, 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 you know, accurate conception piece is, is, um, is grosser
0: right and then they all talk about all the other places they've done it so like i don't where behind was it going the garbage then
1: cans at san janeiro behind the sausage and pepper stand oh man it's a hell of a place to bone because i gotta say i've been to san janeiro a lot and like you know behind the garbage cans is just the sidewalk it's where everyone is <laughs>
0: yeah and like <laughs> what does that smell like i don't know i love san janeiro right? no no shade but it's not it's not exactly like an aphrodisiac atmosphere
1: <laughs> for real well, the whole um the whole sperm used to be free. It was all over the place line. The Arthur called <laughs> apparently called that like one of the greatest lines ever written. She thought that was so fucking funny. And what? I think you know, again <laughs> a testament to the the um all of the the length of the laughing that they filmed at this episode, um <laughs> just speaks to it. It's like everything you could just make really easy, you know, sperm jokes, the sperm floor. I can't think of a better way to pep up a slow day, you know. <laughs> like it's really fucking funny and obviously it's the world's so mind story
0: yeah i mean i feel like a you know bringing four old ladies to a sperm bank is it's a little bit of a softball anyone <laughs> to a sperm <laughs> bank i think is a little bit of softball but they really do everything they can with it um oh yeah i do want to doors <laughs> talking <laughs> to that guy does your mother know you do this i bet this is more fun than giving blood <laughs> totally totally um well, so I want to like just go back real quick to the, the girls talking about how all of their kids were conceived, because one, um, you know, we have told the story on this podcast before about how we became Golden Girls friends with that trivia contest in the backyard, but I, I thought remembered... you were going to say
1: we've told the story of how each of us were conceived on this podcast.
0: Oh, God. <laughs> so <it's> like... No, <laughs> I never want to know that. Black it out. <laughs> <laughs> Moving on. <laughs> um, but Ganilla was conceived on the day of the Princess Pig. And we were in the backyard of that bar and we, we were, t- one of the questions was like Rose's kids. And I was like, Vanilla's ah. familiar, but what's Vanilla? And you were like, oh yeah, Vanilla was conceived on the day of Princess Pig. And I was like, of course. <laughs> so that's a really, that's a really fun memory. That's um, lovely. I love it. <laughs> um, the day of the wheat, of course. But I actually want to talk about the really, really dark story of Dorothy and Stan. What the fuck? Oh
1: yeah, my God. As Stephen Thrasher points out, it is not a funny story about being totally unconscious as someone inseminates you.
0: Right. It's date rape. And it's crazy how they all like breeze past it, you know? But it's like, oh, yeah. Under the guise of like, that is more acceptable in this room than. Becky getting artificially inseminated
1: which is oh my god I didn't think about that right like in contrast to this larger conversation that kicks all this off yeah that's messed up I mean that's sort of like this that's the like sickening conversation again about how we treat women in society where you're just like oh you know that's what guys do just make you <laughs> unconscious and then all of a sudden you wake up pregnant and then like you're like oh okay you know he slipped me something ha 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 whatever and you're like what the fuck but like it's it's not okay for a woman to make this choice herself like oh my god it's really demented yeah but, yeah this is nuts. like this is literally you know Stephen Thrasher has a has a an amazing article that is like basically talking about the rape of Dorothy spornack which is exactly what this comment is so yeah we yeah we thank you for pointing that out because i also have that in my notes and we'd be remiss to not mention about how fucked up it is yeah so okay surprisingly so let's... on subject um let's... <laughs> sorry <laughs> but back to where's mine yeah back, yeah back to single parents where's mine um <laughs> I love, I love the line of like, single parents are doing just fine. So that's actually the Dorothy comment that is the free modern thinker who keeps up with the times, right? Like she is, is doing the job of a good friend, where she is empathizing with Blanche, but she's pushing her and nudging her in the correct direction, right? And she's she's trying to get her to see Rebecca's side and she makes that comment of like, you know, there are a lot of single parents and they're doing just fine. And then like just perfect comedic timing. So you're like, yeah, look at me. Like it's so oh it's perfect. It's so, so good. It's so but, funny. Um, it's, a, it's such a great point. That's bookended by this like very funny quote, but it's like um, that is where at least I appreciate <laughs> Dorothy becomes Dorothy again, you know, instead <laughs> of just slipping away, talking about being date raped and being grossed out by sperm. Um, so I, I really, you know, again, like I think they, they, as in, you know, Dorothy, especially, but obviously like Sophia and Rose, they're there to support Blanche through all this because they know she's struggling with it, but they're also like trying to get her to be like, don't ruin this relationship with your daughter that you were literally just glowing about, you know, uh, which is great. I mean, I think that that's, that's what, that's what your friends are
0: supposed to do. Right, and that's, like, I think how Becky kind of, like, eventually gets it, right, when she's, like, talking about, like, you're going to lose your grandchild, and, like, that, you know, Blanche is, I don't think she's obviously particularly maternal in very many ways, and and, then, you know, all of that, but she doesn't want to lose her grandchild, and she doesn't want to lose Becky either, and so I think that, like, it's kind of unfortunate that she needs to be, like, hit in the face with it, but I feel like that's ultimately what makes her kind of see the light. Um well we gotta go no, to the same. <laughs> it's the same for Dorothy and
1: little Lamar slash Roger, though. That's the only time she stops being an ass. Right, I that's true. Them. They go to stop the wedding and you're like, oh, do you want to meet him? You know. Uh so little Lamar. <laughs> Roger. Mm. Lamar's Borneck. Um, anyway. Uh <laughs> but yeah, but that that sort of threat of like what you might actually lose is definitely there. Um so you're right, like she doesn't necessarily come around to Becky being like a modern woman and being able to handle it on her own. But, you know, I'd like to think that at least in, in retrospect, she looks back and decides that, yes, it's OK. Yeah,
0: yeah, I'm sure. Um, <laughs> all right, we're going to the fifth floor. Oh, yeah, the sperm floor. The sperm um, we get floor.
1: To meet, we meet the dean again.
0: Oh, yeah, he made a career switch, I
1: guess. <laughs> He seems happier at the sperm bank. <laughs> um, what is it? Is it twenty seven B? I think it's seven B, five, six, and seven. seven, seven B. B. Seven B. Yeah, that's right. Five, six, and seven B. Um the sperm Yeah, pusher There's not now. that many. <laughs> <laughs> I do love how he's like. Just like, can anyone just walk in off the street and make my daughter pregnant? And he's like, Yeah, we know everything about them. And then he just says body type IQ eye color. (laughs) I was like, what else is there? (laughs) What else is there? I'm like, listen, I'm a I'm a free modern thinker that keeps up with the times. I'd like to know a little more information.
0: (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) Imagine.
1: I also really Um, enjoy when they're in the office, like. Rose is telling the story about sperm through the mail, and Blake snow over it, and she just goes, "And what do you think, Rose?" (laughs) And it's like the most suppressed, like painful comment uh, about like a Saint Olive story. It's incredible. It's and just like Rue does it so well. Of like, this is literally the last thing that I can handle in my brain right now.
0: (laughs) And it's so relatable, you know, like when you are in a conversation with somebody and they're just like. Somebody who's close to you and you it's just like nobody's telling stories like that. <laughs> like Rose's sperm through the mail story. But you know, we've all been there. We're like, ah, and what did you think happened? You know, it's like it's just so it's so funny. The delivery is incredible. And and when it comes back to Betty White and she's like, I think it had to come over by mail. I know those yeah. little guys are good swimmers.
1: <laughs> so <God>. good. <laughs> um, one of my other Favorite lines that that kind of slips through like very quickly is when they're you know they're finally Blanche is going to have her breakdown and she's just like I feel like I'm in the middle of some awful dream yet I know it can't be a dream because there are no boy dancers. Classic. <laughs> it's, like, it's so good and like the audience actually laughs like a little bit delayed there because it happens so fast and it happens in like literally setting up a pretty serious moment you know where she's about to storm out um but it's yeah again just brilliant writing and part of what makes this episode like just so padded with like hits you know there's so many laughs even though it is about this you know mother-daughter turmoil and the decision that a woman can make to change her own life you know in a pretty remarkable way
0: yeah and Um, like the boy dancers line is just delivered also so well because it's just like in line with her whole other sort of meltdown and that makes it yes. so much funnier it's just like it's honest <laughs> yeah and it's like
1: an aside it's it's hilarious oh my god the um <laughs> what was i gonna say the other line of course is where she's like a devereau has never had to pay for it i certainly have it. <laughs> and then Dorothy just coming in <laughs> with the kill she's always dependent on the kindness of strangers i mean what an Ooh. epic line and what a perfect like again going back to Dorothy trying to push her in the right place dorothy will always cut Blanche down when she knows she's being ridiculous and it's just also just happens to be like the funniest fucking line.
0: So, <laughs> funny. have a
1: comeback. <laughs> like I literally was watching this and I paused it because I was laughing so much. <laughs> even though it was the end of the scene, I just I love that line so much. It's just like hats off. Hats off to the writers for like working in the sperm angle so much. And like, really to your point earlier of like, you can put anybody in like a sperm bank and that's just like a really funny scene. In fact, in in Jim Colucci's book, they actually talk about how like they would use like, you know, the, oh boy, we're going to a sperm bank as like, (laughs) sort of like a marker of like, what other funny scenario can we put these four women in? Like basically for the next, you know, the rest of the season plus two more, (laughs) they would just like refer
0: back to this because it's just such, it's such a hit. It's so funny. And B. Arthur delivers that line with like a like a theater. Uh you know, like a like as though she's on stage. I feel like it's just yes. uh, it's so great. You're right. You're right. And then there's like the Tony Bennett like last little like, you got any of that stocked away? Like, oh, uh, yeah. you're right. It's like you can't you can't go wrong in this perfect. You
1: can't go wrong. Like you said, they play it at every single angle you possibly
0: do. <laughs> Whatever sticks except to the maybe, wall. Oh <laughs> Except maybe
1: maybe like a like a full <laughs> maybe like a full-on dick joke I, I guess they don't really have those but otherwise oh, they, sure. they worked at all they worked it more highbrow I guess <laughs> exactly exactly um I've also I also wanted to point out like how far we have come because I have been reading a lot about Lucille Ball lately and of course um you know they they, they could not even say the word pregnant on television. And the fact that like, I don't even know how many times they say the word sperm here, but like they say insemination and all of that is like, all
0: right, I'm glad we've come to this point in television. Yeah. Measurable progress. That's it's, I'm sure that's really uh, from watching like Lucy and reading Lucy, I'm sure it's like, you know, you can see increments. That's nice. Exactly. Exactly.
1: (laughs) But anyway, yes, I, I love this episode. I do love the Sort of three peat arc that we'll get with Becky, which is like this one about conception, the next one about delivery, and then the next one following that about actually taking care of little Oreo.
0: Right, um, Oreo. <laughs>
1: <that> <laughs> I think it's nice actually because it shows, you know, it just shows like a nice, like these are those three major components of um, having a new character, having a child, right? And like what you have to do to, to sort of maneuver around it with your family members. Um, and of course, you know, Blanche is difficult all at all three.
0: (laughs) That's our, that's call for the governess. That's our
1: gal call for the governess. I mean, it's, it's the same thing. We, you know, we talk about this all the time. We talk about how Blanche and Dorothy have kind of the same fight sort of over and over same argument, right? It's the same thing with, you know, Blanche's personality is what it is. And she's going to come, you know, a little bit, take a few steps forward. She's going to take a few steps back. Like it's just going to happen. And it's like a, a constant, you have to work on this, which of course, is just like any relationship, right? Yeah, like that's really her personality and Becky is hers. And they're just going to continue to work on it. They're going to make progress, but it's not going to be super easy. No. So I think that's why I like all of them. You know, I'd be so interested to hear um, from other fans on Twitter if you dislike this episode and why. Um,
0: yeah, yeah, yeah I, I like it too at us um and I think also Becky is so kind actually like especially at the end of this episode when she like forgives Blanche and then
1: she's so patient my god
0: so patient and then at the end of like I I was thinking of um and even grandma's get the blues like again at the very end she like forgives Blanche which is like such a it's just such a soft like kindness about her that um I think is is carries through her whole arc which is really nice
1: yeah, I mean, that's, you know, especially as the expert on Blanche Devereaux and family affairs, I mean, it, it seems to me, right, again, to your point, if we're just assuming this is the same Becky, she's clearly done a lot of self-work. And there's a certain part of her that's basically like she made up her mind that she would like her mother in her life. Um, and she's going to meet her more than halfway as long as it means that she gets to still run her own life which she does in all I feel like in all three of those the new Becky arc episodes to your point like she's incredibly patient and kind and forgiving of Blanche's shortcomings probably because she already knows that they're there and always going to be there right she knows her mother very well she knows it's not just going to like miraculously solve so she gives her like a really long runway <laughs> to try yeah. get to get to where she wants her to be, um, which is lovely. It's it's sad that it's necessary, but I also think that that's how a lot of people manage their difficult parents or other difficult um, family member relationships in their lives.
0: Yeah, no, it's totally realistic, and I think, like, Blanche, like you said, like, the progress isn't linear, but she does. I would be really curious, after we get through the the last one, we should do, like, a little special um about that and like blanche's growth in it because i think it's it's noticeable
1: you heard it here first lauren's committing us to a bonus episode (laughs) blanche and becky the real story (laughs) (laughs) i love it i love it well do you have anything else about the sperm
0: no i had enough (laughs)
1: Perfect. Well, join us next time. We're going to discuss touching legs, no prudes and graham cracker crusts. (laughs) Take care, everybody.